You Can't Sit With Me, hosted by Deanna Isfear. I'm very upset about this episode. I'm actually happy about it. It's kind of bittersweet because the guest that I have on the show today is someone that I was supposed to have met in person by now. Okay, Amanda from Not Skinny But Not Fat. How are you? In Israel. Yeah, we were supposed to meet in Israel. So we found out we were going to be in Israel at the same time and we're stuck and quarantined. And we're stuck. I know. It's sad to think about, but we have to, you know, be like hashtag blessed. And um, my little sister the other day was like, I just like want to be on a beach right now. And I almost like punched her in the face. Like you can't say that shit right now. You have to just like be happy or healthy and that everyone you love is okay and ride this fucking shit out. What can I say? But at the same time, I'm suffering from, you know, white girl problem syndrome at this point where I'm like, I have all these little things that I'm moaning about and I don't want to be shamed for complaining because although I'm aware and I do feel empathy and sympathy for the people that are going through much bigger shit than I am, I still have the right to be like, I'm so like upset to be stuck away from home. Oh my God, for sure. I mean, it, it makes you feel better because I was complaining one day about something and I, and I had to disclaim it and be like, but you know, I know that there are bigger things. And all my followers were so sweet and they were like, no, you're allowed to like have this suck for you and say like, this is, this really sucks for me, even though there are worse things. And you know, the famous uh, people are dying, Kim. Um, but I try to keep that line in my head all the time because for me, it does help me me bring myself back and be like, okay, this is bad, but it's not that bad. Who knew a Kardashian quote would actually become hashtag motivation? <laughs> See, I can't be deep all the way. There needs to be like a little depth, but then like superficial, shallow Kardashians in there for it to Obsessed. work for me. That's the only way we can cope. It's our coping mechanism. <laughs> totally. Since then, you're now pregnant. I am. You outed me on Instagram today. No, I saw it and I was like, I am. Yes, I am pregnant. I am almost six months. It's crazy. It actually goes by quicker. You know how with celebrities, there's some celebrities that are like, you you find out they're pregnant when they're like seven months and then boom, they give birth and you're like, wow, that went by so quick for me. Um, an example of that would be maybe like Shay Mitchell. She announced like at seven oh, yeah. months or something. Um, I and still then I found it. And then there are celebs that are pregnant for 35 years because they tell you at like 12 weeks and you're like, give birth already, which is like, I don't know, Malika. I feel like you did it the right way, which is not too soon, not too late. I still feel like you've been pregnant for a while, but I still feel like <laughs> new. I still feel like it's news. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm also not, um, you know, I did show my bump or like what I you know, thought was the the beginning of one. But, um, you know, I, I was, to be honest, I was, it was hard for me not to share with Instagram, which is so crazy more than with my friends, because there was so much to bitch and moan about and so many funny things that were happening that you want to share. And I knew so many people would get it. But, um, but I wanted to just, you know, make sure everything's okay first. And, and, uh, and yeah, I felt like the perfect time when I, when I announced, but I'm doing okay. Um, I'm actually, I actually feel like I'm like one of the best pregnant people I've ever met. 
in my life. I think so. Selfishly, I'm like, I'm so glad we're doing this while you're pregnant because you're bitchier than usual, which is so much more fun for me. And it, and it's made your story so much more fun too. Usually when, you know, content creators get pregnant, they get all annoying and become all mummy bloggery. And I feel like you've just become more savage. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's funny you're that either. Muffins, you're not like trying all these like pregnancy gadgets that are going, going to make your life amazing. It's funny Yesterday, my my husband's friend was like, so what's your, I don't know if this is an Israeli thing or like an American thing. I, I don't know if it's an American thing at all, but um, he was like, what's your like belly name? I guess like people call the baby inside like something. So like in Israel, a lot of people call it like peanut, which like makes me want to vomit. And he <laughs> was like, what are you calling it? Like the, the baby. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I don't know. Like, what do you, and me and me and my husband, and this is why, you know, we make sense. We're both like, we call it him. Like, we call it him. Like, he you know it's a boy? Yeah, we know it's a boy. So, I mean, we're like, he moved. He's going to come. Like, it's not that hard. Like, no, it's not peanut. So, yeah, I'm glad though, because I always thought, I've always kind of made fun of a lot of things. Like, you know how people get their ultrasound and they're like, oh my God, he looks just like me. And it's like an alien. Like, no, he doesn't. What I like about myself, yes, people, you can say this about yourself. You can give yourself a pat on the back. It's like, I didn't become pregnant and then look at my ultrasound and go, oh my God, he has my nose. I was literally like, it looks just like all the other babies on an ultrasound. And like, I didn't want to even send it to my husband's family because I know that like they're going to be like, oh, my God, he has, you know, the this head and your nose. I don't want that shit because I don't believe it and it pisses me off. So I'm the same about my baby than I am a, that I always was about like other every things. other baby except gender reveal. That's where I broke my like, Amanda, that's kind of not you, but I kind Mom's of like. <laughs> I kind of needed it to be a moment. You know, I needed that to be a moment. I do like the cake reveal. I think it's super exciting. My sister's, my older sister, she's four years older than me. She has three kids now. And every time throughout her pregnancy, the moment where we found out the gender was super exciting for me because then you start visualizing, you know, it's going to be a boy. This is what I'm going to do with him. And this is, I, you start, you know, visualizing the future with the kid. And I think it's like super exciting. Yeah. It's one of the first things that makes it more real. real. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That said, I'm loving all the mummy. I'm My hormones are all over the place vibes, which is why I thought it'd be great to recap. You know, I, I've been telling you for a while that I wanted to recap Vanderpump Rules. And I was like, Amanda's pregnant. It's got to be now. Well, we've <laughs> so been also talking about it. Like after every episode, we're like, what was that? Like, let's discuss. Um, and yeah, it makes sense for us to, for di my sister just told me today, cause I was, um, telling her about, uh, uh, Vanderpump roles. Um, and Vandy, in uh, true Amanda fashion, <laughs> Vandy that yeah. it aired like the premiere of season eight was in January. Like, can you fathom? Oh. It's been a while. I know. Um, We've been friends since January. Since January. It's our like three month anniversary. And also um, it's the first season that I'm watching live, which was like big for me because I had to I binge seven seasons like a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, but it's crazy that it's been since January and most of it has been Brittany and Jax's wedding until now. I mean, yeah, when you when you binge a season and now you're like experiencing it live, you realize the longevity of it. Well, not really because they cut shit out, but 
it do, it does take a while. Like for me, it's like half of the year. I'm like, it's Vanderpump Rules season. <laughs> there is a lot to talk about though. Before we get into all of this shit, I need your tip of the week. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. Please don't disappoint Amanda. Like you're judgy as fuck. I need a good tip. It's actually, okay, it's going to not be like a beauty blogger tip, even though I get asked about my skincare routine all the time. Um, It's going to be a cleaning tip. Okay, so um, you know when your bathtub gets really dirty? So like I bought the Clorox bathroom thing and I bought the um, scrubbing bubbles thing and I'm like scrubby scrubbing and it's still like dirty on the bottom. And then I Googled like, tips on how to clean. And one of the, um, the ones I tried because I had this at home and you all do is dish soap. So you pour dish soap on your bathtub and then you scrub it. And it's literally so clean after, I guess there's something about dish soap that has like degreasing qualities. And it's like actually better than all the actual bathtub cleaning things. You're welcome. Like, who am I? I do a lot of beauty tips, but I also do like gross tips, like cleaning all the gunk from your bathroom. Like I do all of the shit because I'm super clean. My apartment is spotless. I can't do like a dirty thing, anything. Um, I actually have a gross tip this week that I want to share. So I used to be a dancer back in the day. And also I would just like to, you know, I have so many things to share on this episode. I knew we were going to go on for ages, but you may have seen that I've done a few TikTok videos, which I knew you were you were going to shame me for. I embrace. I appreciate. I fucking get it. I'm a hypocrite. I fucking hate everyone on TikTok, but I did a TikTok dance. I used to be a professional dancer. You probably can't tell my videos, though, because I'm very out of shape. And Stop that saying that. That's more annoying than anything, Diana. You're not out of <laughs> shape. Don't piss me off. You're out of shape as a dancer. Oh, okay. As a dancer. Okay, okay. That's Yeah, as a dancer, you know, like, (laughs) you know, the the moves, like they they don't come to me naturally anymore. I was like, I'm really not cool anymore. Maybe the moves have changed. Like the trends have changed. I don't move like the, the new cool kids on TikTok. But besides the point, the point being that I may not have the moves anymore, but I still got the feet calluses, my friends. They're never going to go anywhere. Oh my I God, know. Thank you. Wait. Oh my God. You don't understand how many feet things I ordered this week because I've discovered that my heels are so rough. I have that problemo. It's always going to be a problemo for me. And I can't get a pedicure. Usually I get my like every two weeks because for me, I have a lot, probably a lot more than you. I get a pedicure to like get rid of all that shit, but I can't do that now. So a few tips. This is great for me. You're going to be obsessed. The baby foot, foot peel. So it's basically a boot, like a plastic little boot that you put on for an hour and then you remove it. And for the whole week, it's really fucking gross. Your feet are going to peel, right? But then it's going to be like a baby's bum. Also, there's another thing that I found here in Switzerland, and I'll link it in the episode, is a foot scrubber, but it's an electric one. So instead of like scrubbing like a motherfucker, like your life depends on it. Like a pumice stone, whatever. Yeah, but it's an electric one. So No, I'm saying not a pumice stone, which I just threw mine out because it starts like smelling. No, this one, it has like an an interchangeable thing Mm. and it's more of a rough like black material. And so you turn it on and it spins, spins, spins. And it basically just like in a few seconds gets rid of all the fucking skin. Then you throw it out. You get a new one for the little device. And then just a a foot butter. And I promise you, I no longer need a pedicure. 
Oh my God, that's amazing. I literally this week ordered from Amazon the O'Keefe um, uh, like Miracle Foot Cream and mm-hmm. um, this like sock thing that's like, you know how there are gloves where your fingers are out, but that's like- what I meant. That's the baby foot thing I was talking about. It's like a, I called it a boot, but yeah, it's a glove. Oh, so no, but this one doesn't have a peeling thing. It's just like- um, has like a gel in it or something. So I ordered that, but I'm going to look into what you said. And my husband tried to make me feel better because I was like, my feet are dumb and so rough. And he's like, it's good though. And I was like, why? And he literally just started like making things up. He's like, you can like walk on the sand when it's hot and like not feel it. Let, he like felt bad for me because it feels kind of like, like it's, <laughs> and my mom was here and she's like, Amanda always had this since she was like very young. And I'm like, Amanda was gross since forever. Like why? <laughs> just because, like just because she has like feet of a, of a warf- caveman. <laughs> That's what I have. <laughs> but I embrace and you know I find ways around it but yeah just like you I had got the little glove like my one peels so after like for a week you lose skin which is gross wear socks for like a week but it really does help and it's really helped my feet and I no longer need to you know spend on bi-weekly no bi-weekly every other week pedicures bi-monthly bi-monthly no I monthly, hundred percent. Thank you very much. Yeah, you were like struggling there. Really, <laughs> <laughs> fucking struggling. You know what? Um, going back to you being like, I fucking hate you. You're so fit. Yeah, whatever. But like, no. But yes, like genetically, I guess. But also, you know, in my latest episodes, I was bitching about everyone and their vagina doing a workout from home because it's mm. quarantine and like we're doing a fucking quarantine workout and like woo hoo hoo. Um, I invested in a t- like $200 cheap ass spinning bike for my house. In Switzerland? Yeah, like in my parents' house. Like my mom will use it, whatever. It's like, it's so fucking cheap. It's probably going to like rip my ass all to pieces. But I don't know. I was like, I need a device. Like I can't just do like a yoga thing on my fucking rug. Like I was like, <laughs> I need a device to motivate me. So I invested I listen, I'm not against it. If I had like a like more room in my apartment, then I would. Why not? I mean, it's 200 bucks. Like that's what people pay to get their hair done. I'm like, if you get a spin bike out of it, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm with you. Now I have to fucking use it. Let's get into Vanderpump Rules. We have so many things to talk about. I want you to begin. Like I watched your stories, kind of agree with some of it, kind of disagree with some of it. What the latest episode we're talking about? Yeah, the latest episode. I kind of disagree with a few things that you said. So how about you tell me what you disagreed with Diana? Well, first of all, this is not about this episode, but I I disagree with you saying that Dana's not happening. (laughs) Oh, you're trying to get that tea, aren't you? Aren't you? (laughs) First of all, that's not what I said. I said, bravo, stop trying to make Dana happen. And I don't think I even continued the sentence and said, it's not going to happen because like, I feel like the sentence stands alone. But um, I've been getting, first of all, when obviously no one likes change. When they announce new people, it's like, ugh, why? Why do we need this? Whatever. Then they showed the new people. If you remember, I was actually like, okay, Like, I was pleasantly surprised, like, the first episode being like, okay, not bad, aside from, like, stupid Charlie. I was like, okay, like, Dana Dana had, you know, a thing. She was, like, a stand-up comedian. She um, seemed like a strong woman. I was was kind of into it. I was like, okay, new people, not bad. 
didn't know Max was a fuckboy yet. Um, didn't know Brett was Max and I don't care about him. Um, and I was like, okay, new people, not bad. So it's not like I was just anti for the sake of being anti at all. And I actually am not. I think I said that I'm more, which like, I don't know is good. And I have to look up if this is like a pregnancy symptom. I usually never do the like, like I want to watch reality TV as if it's reality TV. I don't want to like, I don't want to debate if it's fake or if producers made them or because like that ruins it. But like my pregnancy symptom is that I'm doing that and I don't like it. And it's hard for me because I'm usually like, this is what it is. Take it at face value. Like don't fucking start thinking if this is real or not. It doesn't matter. I will say, for example, when I started watching Summer House and Paige and Hannah came into the picture, I was not down for them at first. Like I don't like change either. It's weird for me because knowing cast members from Vanderpump Rules has actually ruined the show for me because I knew Dana before the show actually started. But um, I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was so funny because I know you guys are going to be really good friends now. I didn't feel like I had hate towards Dana at all. I think I was saying a lot that Bravo is really trying to make her happen with this season. Like they show her a lot. Um, and even more than OGs in some episodes, they really focused on her relationship with Max. And like, I, I said like two OGs having a new thing Two sorry, two newbies having a new thing. Isn't that interesting for it to take up episode upon episode? Like if she was fucking an OG, it would be more interesting. Anyway, um, I asked her to be on the show and I've never gotten this response, but she basically said that she's surprised that I want her to be on the show because um, she saw that I uh, posted negative uh, stories about her. Um, And I was trying to remember, like, I was like, wait, I really think the worst thing I ever said was stop trying to make Dana happen, which isn't that bad. Not that I don't block people for less. As you said, even Sheena has said it in podcast episodes that she's kind of bitter about them focusing so heavily on her because Sheena has gone through so much and done so much and they never really show it on Vanderpump. Oh my God, Sheena's mom just wrote a thing about it. Did you see? I posted it. To, can you basically um, cliff, uh, cliff notes? Yeah, Sheena's mom is kind of pissed, I guess, about the editing, which maybe that means it's not a pregnancy symptom of mine and it's actually what's happening. Um, but she's she's kind of upset that um, they're not showing her daughter um, for all the things that she's doing and has done. She said um, that it's annoying to her as a mom, that the biggest things that her daughter has done professionally and personally aren't shown on VPR, like freezing her eggs, which she does talk about it. Like what else does the mom want? Like for us to see the actual retrieval. Um, She did that Vegas show for six months, which she's so proud of. And I remember when I did Sheena's podcast, Sheena was like telling me then, like it's an issue that really, I guess is ways down on her that like, she's like, I did this thing in Vegas. No one knows about it unless you like know me and like you follow me on Instagram, but like the show hasn't said a word about it. And she was like headlining in a show in Vegas. Like that's a big deal. You know what I mean? They show Stassi's fucking book deal and Stassi's podcast. So I mean, good for Sheena because if I were her, I would have flipped a long time ago. I would have flipped about the way I'm being edited over and over again, but I've spoken to a lot of people about, and I think, Sheena is probably smart and like she knows 
I guess her value to the show and she's willing to take whatever she gets kind of thing. And she's also like in on the joke. Like you want to do another montage of me saying like Rob a thousand times fine. Like, but the thing is the Rob thing was funny. She did say that Rob can like put a TV up in seven seconds. Since- and she thinks it's funny too. Like she's in on the joke. She's a good sport about it, mm-hmm. but also I think she, it is frustrating because at, at the end of the day, the show is their career and it has to kind of showcase them as well because they need to have, you know, a benefit out of it, out of all this exposure and showing all this drama online. And the thing with Sheena, she understands the strategy. They are showing all the OG cast members evolving into these like stars, celebrities, Mm. careers, book deals. And then Sheena is kind of the bridge between the old cast members that are now basically scripted on TV at this point and the new people that are coming in and there needs to be a, a kind of bridge, I think. And I, and I feel like it's kind of unfair because they, they're using Sheena to do totally. that. Totally. And if it was more natural, maybe no one would care. But this is the things that I've been very critical of is like, it doesn't seem natural. You know, like she obviously didn't vibe with Dana right away. She's obviously like, it's just like, and also... I mean, they're trying to make it seem as if she still works there. Like she's the only one that still works there. So, and and the thing is a lot of people, you know, message me when I put up like a story about the show and I was like, why is Sheena the only one hanging out with the newbies? And they're like, oh, because she works there. She's the only one. And I'm like, "Mm, no, she doesn't. So listen. Sheena lives in Marina Del Rey. She is not driving an hour and a fucking half to go work at Sir. She goes to film. She goes when she has to film. Um, 100%. So, I mean, yeah, it does suck because like her mom said, she has a, she lives in Marina Del Rey. She has a fucking summer house or whatever the fuck in Palm Springs. Like, so I can see where it hurts that you're being shown as the boy crazy waitress um that hangs everyone out. on the show is boy crazy look at stassi and fucking Bo. look at dana and max look at raquel still clinging on to james like God. they're all boy cr- crazy but i will say i love that sheena apologized to dana on camera because i've never actually properly seen sheena apologize to anyone also despite all the drama that they had knowing both of these people i just know that they wouldn't vibe in real life regardless so you know people can say sheena's jealous Sheena, i'm sure there's a bit of it sucks seeing your ex hooking up with someone new but generally speaking they would not vibe in real life i don't think that's the thing i don't know then who that's the thing who's left to vibe with sheena like the girls don't vibe with her um her and Kristen right now are like the two outcasts but listen the thing is with sheena like And with Kristen, it's like, I'll have Sheena's back and be like, you know, why are they, you know, editing her like this? And why are they throwing her, um, you know, under the bus? But then she's like talking to Kristen about not being invited to, um, about Kristen not being invited to Tom and Katie's second wedding in Vegas, which we'll get to that. And then Sheena's like, well, you know, I wasn't invited. They actually really wanted me to be there. And actually Katie texted me that she loves me and misses me and like, can't believe I'm not there. But like, yeah, it sucks that you weren't like, she does things that are like, so Sheena in a way. And I think, um, I think it's kind of like, you know, when you're in high school and you're graduating high school, for example, Throughout the entire year, you have these people that you don't fucking like. You've never spoken to them in your life. And when it comes to graduation, you become kind of nostalgic and you 
kind of realize that these people are going to be with you forever in a way and that you're all bonded in a way. And I think something similar is happening with Vanderpump Rules where they all had drama, but at the end of the day, they're all in this together and they all do care about each other, but, but it doesn't mean that Sheena really truly vibes with the other people from the cast. So I right. do feel like they have a relationship now, obviously, but they're not her kind of people. Like I've met Sheena's friends. They're very different than the people on the show. Sheena's way more open to new people. She loves meeting people, going out. Whereas the other ones on the show are more to themselves and very protective of their private lives. Whereas Sheena is like, whatever, I just want to have a good time. Like they don't vibe that way. Yeah. I remember when her, when Stassi went away, like season what, three, and uh, Sheena and Katie became close. And I actually really liked that friendship. I remember Katie used to call her like, little bean or something and I thought that was cute and um and and then Stasi came back and it was like bye you know <laughs> like bye and yeah since then she's been like kind of and and that, I mean just to end the thing on Gina like sometimes I don't like the way she's ganged up on because you can say a lot about her but I don't think she's like been bitchy or mean or done anything purposefully harmful or hurtful to anyone and Except Dana. Except Dana. I mean. But I after, mean, being, after being ganged up on for so long, I can understand why she would want to claim her place. I just think she dealt with it the wrong way, maybe. But, but she's um, the one that came out stupid. Do you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. she came out like she's the one like, that like. She does that to everyone and she's glorified for it, which I don't agree with. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't stand for like the way Stassi is treating people sometimes, even though I think it's funny and very watchable. Listen, Stassi thinks she's better than everyone else and kind of already knows she's better than everyone else, um, uh, along with her friends who, I mean, Stassi's kind of the only person from the cast who's like, d is doing mad shit. I mean, Ariana and Tom do have the fancy AF book. Um, and, and Kristen does have that t-shirt line. Let's, let's not forget. And a book. And a bug. <laughs> I don't agree because I'm team Chris. I'm not team Kristen, but yeah, I and I know that you agree with the other one. We had this discussion. No, that's on not true. Instagram. Oh, you that's don't? Not true. I don't agree. I'm not like team Stassi and Katie for being like mean to Kristen. I think I can see. I've had friends who've sucked the life out of me, and I can see. Um, I could finally see, whereas a long time I was like, why are they mean to her? Like, poor Kristen, like, she's a mess, she needs them. Like, why do they care if she talks about Carter and, like, is still with him or whatever? But I think at a point it's just, like, there are people that you don't want in your life because they suck the energy out of you and, like, they're always having problems and issues and they're always being like, meh, meh. And sometimes you don't want to deal with it. Should they be mad and mean to her? No, but also she should stop clinging to, like, something that was and call themselves sisters and and ride or dies like you're not anymore and like I have such a giant ego like you wouldn't have to tell me twice like we're not anymore like bye bitches like <laughs> I cried because I do watch your stories literally during that scene you're like she's not anymore she's not oh anymore. my god I said it 17 times <laughs> I don't know the thing is it wasn't to be funny and I realized that I'm like still saying it like a crazy person like it just kept on coming out I'm like, but she's not anymore, but she's not anymore. It almost felt like that's how I feel like Kristen is. Like she keeps saying it and I want to keep saying it. You know what I mean? Like she keeps saying, but we're best friends and we're sisters and I would die for you and take bullets for you. And it's like, okay, maybe that was like 
five years ago, but you haven't been, like you said, vibing. And Diana, in all seriousness, you know, they're in their thirties. We're in our thirties. I have so many friends that I've had for years that like, we don't vibe anymore. And like, shit happens. It's not like huge fights. It's just like, wow, we used to be so close, but like, wow, we don't have a lot of the same interests today or we don't, you know, she didn't, you know, like enough of my posts on not skinny, but not fat. And like, she's out skis, you know, like there are reasons. (laughs) You've changed my perspective because I used to be like, they're so mean to Kristen. And when you said sometimes friends suck the life out of you, I've definitely experienced that. And it's really like, it's not to the point where it's annoying. It, It gets to the point where it, it really affects you and it makes you a, a sad, miserable person. But does she deserve not being invited to the weddings? I no, don't think so. She doesn't. But I think what happened with Katie is like Katie and Schwartz somehow managed to shuffle under the rug. The fact that Schwartz has like cheated a bunch and been like not a good husband. Um, it was never really talked about. It was always like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there was that it's one time where he was like, blackout but it's always like schwartzy schwartzy like no like he's fucked up a bunch and i think Kristen saying on that episode like you know when when schwartz fucked around on you i think that was it for katie like you bringing that up in front of the cameras um something that like i've managed to not make so loud became loud but also i was talking to katie about this about Kristen, and i will say that she kind of made me see it because the way she was describing Kristen like really reminded me of this friend of mine who did the same thing to me, like sucked the life out of me. And in a way, like always thought my life was perfect. Like, you know how she's like, oh, Katie, go to your perfect husband, your perfect house and your perfect this. And it's like, is Katie's fucking life perfect? Is Katie's fucking marriage perfect? Like, no. So like, those are the annoying things that people like Kristen can do. Like, that my friend has done to me, like thinking that I'm always perfect and like, you know, that my life can't have any flaws in it because I have my husband who is amazing. But like, she never even thought to herself that I was dealing with shit. And this was at a time uh, where I wasn't so open about my anxiety. And in my head, I'm like, she doesn't fucking know what I deal with. Like, is she fucking kidding? Um, So I think I can see the points in which Kristen got on their last nerve. Do I think they should be mean to her? And like you said, purposely not invite her and invite fucking like the newbies. No, that kind of seems like in your face. Um, and I do think at the end of the day that Kristen has a really big heart and I think they would say it. I've heard Stasi say it a bunch. Like Kristen has a really big heart. You can tell that she's like a loyal, good friend, but I can also see like not wanting to deal with someone on the daily, on the daily. And like, she's, you know, she's older now and she's like still sloppy and it's like still hearing her cry about shit. And like, you know, what made me really annoyed at her when she said about the wedding, when, when Stassi was like, wait, is Carter coming in the wedding or something? And she's someone like, asked, yeah. wasn't that so detached for you? Like, it just reminded me of people that annoy me. Like, of course, why wouldn't he be? Oh, why wouldn't he be? Maybe cause like, I don't know, <laughs> like maybe cause of a million reasons. And I know why, because regardless of what's going on with them and them breaking up, he has been around these people for a while and they have been through a lot together as a group of friends. And I'm always against just letting, leaving people out. You know what I mean? I've had a ton of birthdays where, you know, I've invited friends and you never want someone that you don't want there at one of your events, especially a wedding. But when you've gone through so much with someone for so many years, it's just the courteous thing 
to do to just invite people that you are cl- you have been close with and in my it's a fake wedding anyway and it's to film <laughs> for the show anyway and we have to think deeper than this even though i told you this is a pregnancy symptom i don't like where i'm like going behind the cameras is like not inviting her is not having her be part of the show. You know what I mean? Like, think about it like that. Like if she's invited, she's like on the trip, she's being filmed. If she's not, then she's like left to film with Sheena for like 10 minutes about not being invited. I feel like I'm being old Amanda, like still thinking (laughs) it's real life and you're being like the new and improved Amanda. Like I know what producers are thinking. She, 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 no, no, I need to stop. I need to like cleanse myself of this because it's ruining my life. It's ruining my experience. I hate it. Before we put that to rest. Yeah. No, they're not. They're not. (laughs) They're not. I'm never going to forget this. I'm never going to forget this fucking story. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's my favorite thing you posted. Like, I I don't know why. It was so funny to me. Because I guess you really felt like, I mean, not that I'm not like 100% real all the time, but I feel like (laughs) at that moment, it was legit. Like, Dan, I couldn't stop myself. Like, I remember it coming out again and again. And like, I could, like, it was... It was very organic. So it was not organic. You you really pulled it off. I don't know. Anyone else who had done it, I've been like, you're a psycho one flew over the cuckoo's nest. But I really felt every single one of the of of the they're not. I felt them. Every every each and every single one of them. But they're not, Kristen. But they're not. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Charlie for a sec because this is one of the new additions that I'm really not down for. I just um, rolled my eyes so hard when you even said her name. I don't know. Yeah, like I don't want to give her all the airtime. So let's just make it super quick. Super. She needs to stop all the body shaming and the ugly shaming. It's getting old. If if she doesn't find something more to add to the table very soon than the ugly shaming and the fat shaming, she's soon going to be kicked off the show. Goodbye. Yeah, like, what are you bringing? Like, what are you even? I mean, that's a, that's a thing. I'm not going to be old, Amanda, uh, new Amanda, but I'm just saying, like, she tried to go on a date with Brett, and like, if she was smart, she would have, I don't know, been cuter on the date and not been like, what's an avocado? Like, who does that? Like, maybe when we were 12, we pretended that we don't like food, but like, we grew out of that. Like, girls eat. It's okay. Like. And if you're someone who doesn't like food, if you have a few brain cells left in your brain, you at least pretend that you do like food on the date (laughs) because you want to look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, she got so much. I mean, how many followers does she have? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I think these things interest me. Me too. Let's. Is it Charlie with just an eye? Yeah. Charlie Brunette. Oh, 20,000. Oh, she's not verified yet. You're saying 20,000 like it has been verified. Listen, listen, Charlie, if you went on the bachelor, you'd have 500 K by now. Okay. So verified. (laughs) I need to be verified. So (laughs) your laws. Listen, Bravo shows take time to pick up. I mean, not to be a numbers gal and like, I would know best like it's so much more about the quality of your followers and and engagement and all that than 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 the number. But I will say just because I'm part of Bachelor Nation also and I like watch the shows and I uh, follow the people to see what's up. It's just so crazy to me and I can't get over like the fact that VPR, for example, they've been on air for eight seasons and I mean, even cast members have told me like about their engagement. It's crazy. Like look at Hannah Brown's engagement. Okay. Hannah Brown from The Bachelor 
gets on every post 500,000 likes. I know. Okay. It's crazy because you see them on one season and then they're basically irrelevant. The Vanderpump people take so long to gain followers, but you see them yeah, over but, and over. So how do you, it's just, it's either, bra- like I'm, I try to explain it to myself because I, I just can't. It's like either just Bravo is a smaller scale and that's all there is to it because it's cable and I don't know. Or there's like more to it. Like I don't even think Kristen is at a mill yet. I don't know. Also, and there's a difference between, you know, a thirsty bachelor model and like Kristen, you know, like, <laughs> no, but <laughs> I'm not trying to shame Kristen, but you know, Instagram is a very visual platform unless you're like a memes account, which Kristen is not. But, you know, if you're going on Instagram for the visuals, you're going to follow a bachelor Instagram model. Yeah, I guess they also don't really produce. I mean, I hate using this word because I don't I don't like it. But I'm just saying, like, I guess the content isn't (laughs) really so like I've told you this about Stassi. Like I loved Stassi on the first few seasons and like I thought her one liners were amazing and like she was so funny and sharp tongued and everything. And then I remember I went to follow her on Instagram and I was like, oh, like I don't really care about sparkly shoes you know what I mean so it depends ranch I don't want to hear the word the word ranch one more time from I mean listen that's the thing I felt like that at the beginning of the season I was like stop trying to make basic bitch happen but then them dipping the pizza in the ranch I was like I have to dip pizza in ranch like I haven't done that like I've been influenced like I can't I can't with you (laughs) it's just like too much branding you know like it's like we get it it's the brand the brand is ranch there needs to be more to it but there doesn't because people love her and there I mean you got to give Sassy that like she has a personality um, is it shining through this season like I don't think her one-liners and like she's kind of just the despo who wants the to get engaged line did not land for me the which one when she's like i want to be a dictator whatever she said oh yeah I that did not she- land for me i was like i i'm all for an offensive jokes i make them <laughs> every fucking day that one but diana they're still fucking selling the wine like this is the worst fucking pr you could do for wine like i wouldn't get, like if they gave me a gift of the wine i wouldn't drink it it's like they don't give a shit about it they'd like to the point of i mean probably all they have to do is put it on social media and they don't even want to do that like that's insane it's just crazy like you have this endeavor okay maybe it hasn't skyrocketed but at least like drink it all day say it's the best thing ever like pull it out every episode but instead the only airtime it gets is like how you're not into it how katie doesn't have the time of the in in the day to post about it Kristen with the lowest engagement on social media and that kind of no one really is influenced by is the only one posting about it and stassi's like i'm not even into it so like how why are they not it's not removed from like the knocking points or wherever it's fucking sold i don't know who else do do i want to talk about there were so many good things on this episode um wait let's uh, talk about the first of all let's talk about the fact that last episode ended and i always like to to watch the coming scenes because i'm like oh maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel and then the coming scene was like we haven't done a prank in a while. And I was like, ugh. Again, I know, I know. Pranks and themed parties are like just such a turn yeah. off for me right now. And, and then, I mean, do you remember Dog's funeral? 
they don't they have so much actual drama they don't need this to make Listen, the show interesting i want to tell you something i you know that i'm friendly with uh, vpr people and yeah. um i think they're all quarantined and listening to probably a lot of podcasts so i won't say their names right now but they tell me like amanda you don't understand how much shit happened like i film this i film this i film this and then they show this like you can understand how frustrating it is for the cast members and also even for me as a viewer and now new Amanda who is like behind the scenes on Unreal or something um, is like me also knowing this information kind of ruins it for me because like as much as I want to know, I'm also like, wait, what's happening then? Why would the producers pick dog's funeral over showing that Lala and Randall had a giant fight they didn't show or why the fuck is Randall on the season and they're not showing the 50 cent drama which I heard by the way is the only reason Randall agreed to be on the show is that he wouldn't show the 50 cent drama the thing I'll tell people too is like I'm not saying this is fake it's not like that I can tell you not the best part right that i can tell you for sure like for example max and you know how we hooked up with that uh sheena wannabe in vegas yeah and like the facetime with lisa in the morning like that was that looked so... fake to me but they boned you know like i believe they boned i know they boned for a fact and even before i was told like yeah they boned like i knew they boned like i wasn't saying this was all made up she was planted there um i think it wasn't so interesting. Like, why would I care about the Vander Garden's uh, waitress? Like, Max isn't dating anyone. He hasn't cheated. Do you get what I mean? There's just like, I don't care. And like, that's not the only reason, Dana. Do you remember the first seasons? Like, it was Tom fucking Sandoval and Kristen. It was Kristen fucking Jax, like, on the couch when Stassi's sleeping. I mean, listen, we cannot get the first seasons of Vanderpump. And I wasn't expecting to, but I think this season. When you say I don't care about the new people, not all of them, but I'm saying some new people, including Dana, are the only ones that are bringing organic shit to the table because their life is not curated. They don't have the tools to market themselves yet. And yeah, it sucks that it's not the old cast that is this way anymore, but the new cast bring that organic aspect to the table, which but the babe- old cast does. But it doesn't feel organic that she dated Max and t- two seconds later, she's on a date with Brett. Dana and Max, I'm telling you, 100% real. Because and Brett and the date with Brett. So the date was obviously planned and the camera crew and all that stuff. But Dana did actually like Brett. <laughs> really? It just yeah. seems a little too like convenient to have like okay the 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 girl that they're trying like that she is getting a lot of airtime and a lot of like I mean imagine Danica comes on the show and she thinks she's a new cast member and then watching this and she gets like f- a fraction of the airtime that because I guess she doesn't have she doesn't have the guys you know what I mean she does she does. She has her boyfriend and they have a very dramatic relationship. No, but did you way- see that post that people asked like, wait, Danica has a crazy ex-boyfriend story and he works at the thing. Why don't they show it? And, and she was like, did you see that post? And she commented I on didn't. it. I didn't, but I know what you're going to say. No, but she commented like, like beats because they're fuckers or something like that. Like, yeah. 
something really savage. And Dana then commented and she was like, even though I know this is pointed at me because because it was kind of insinuating, like, why show these like so-called like fake relationships where there's like this real shit going on? And Dana was like, even though that's kind of pointed at me, um, I agree. Like, So, yeah. She agree. Like, so what's happening with Dana is not fake, but it's like beginning like flings that don't really matter. Danica has real fucking drama that really matters and it's not being shown. That's the thing. It's like I said before, once you know that there's so much shit, like I said, like I know that on this wedding episode, which the second wedding in Vegas, there was Lala and Randall had a huge fight about like him gambling or something. They didn't show it. The cast went out till like six in the morning, um, got wasted. They didn't show it. Uh, I've heard other scenes that are like, I filmed this, I filmed that, it wasn't shown. It's like, okay, that's obviously I'm not in the editing room, but then there's so many scenes where I'm like on my phone because I'm bored. Like, and I just want to be replaced with actual real shit that's happening that we're not seeing. Yeah. And maybe that's why we are thinking maybe, maybe the produce, maybe they need to hire new producers. Maybe the producers are just a bit stale because they've been around them for too long. We need someone new to fuck shit up. That could be, that could be. That could be. Can we talk about Max as a flower girl, please? <laughs> Wait, see, could be that I was like texting at that point. He was a flower. <laughs> what did? What was he doing? I don't care about him. During the, the wedding in Vegas, Max was the flower girl, like dropping rose petals. Oh my god! Like, can you? I feel like you're not as cynical as I am, which is great. And I don't. I'm. I don't like this part of me. But I just couldn't deal with the second wedding. I couldn't deal with it. Nor with the ring. Like, sorry. Do people think that's a nice ring? Which I didn't even see. I was texting during that point. (laughs) You didn't see the purple heart ring? That like, yeah, not my vibe. Like, you you know, I love Katie as well. I think she's great. But like, I didn't have fashion. Sometimes I'm not down. Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of like, not gothic, but I think... Um, but it's Very evolved over the years, I think. But yeah. listen, that prank with Lisa's bra in her bag, it's like, oh my God. But listen, I still have hopes. Um, the proposal is coming. What did you think about my theory? Even though I was told that I'm wrong. Um, because I felt like we all saw st- a Bozen, uh, proposal to Stasi on Instagram. He proposed in a cemetery, basic bitch, ranch. I, how didn't he like hide it in a bottle of ranch? I don't know. Um, but he did it in the cemetery, whatever. And I feel like obviously that's going to be shown on the show. But for some reason, this whole lead up to it, it was kind of manufactured this whole like Stasi being like, but when are we going to get married? And meanwhile, he's like exactly at that same time, like planning the engagement. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it felt I it felt it, I, I feel like Stasi is used to being a reality star at this point. So she knows that by reacting a certain way and she she feels it coming. She knows it's coming. He knows it's coming. I feel like once you're used to having to produce your life to be shown on a reality show, you kind Mm. of know how to navigate through it. I I do agree with you on that. Yeah. But I mean, we're going to see that. But I guess the thing is like social media probably changed things because like if there wasn't social media and there were coming scenes of like the engagement, it'd be like, oh, my God. But like we kind of saw the whole engagement already on Instagram. So it's not going to be like so shocking it'll be emotional probably and exciting 
Do you get what I'm saying? It's just like. You're not at the edge of your seat. Like, oh my gosh, are they going to get engaged? How is that going to go down? <laughs> we know that it was a successful proposal. Right, right. And you know, knowing Star- like knowing Stassi from the show, if we hadn't seen it on Instagram, it could have gone either way. Do you know what I mean? Bo, even though I can be cynical, like he still, you know, wins me over with the way he speaks about her and loves her and um, and I'm D with it. Really? I need someone who's wearing the pants. I could not cope with a bow. I need someone who's going to mm. check me and like control me. Not control me because I don't want to be fucking controlled. But you know what I mean? Like if I was a loose cannon like Stasi, I would need someone to put me in my place. But you don't Which think I am. he does? You don't think he does? I think he does it in a very soft way. But I have a dad who's very macho and I need that energy in, in a man in my life. Like I, because I'm used to having it. Would you want... I think what turn if something turns me off about him, it's more that like she brings him on her shows as like a sidekick and they sing like I would want someone who's like kind of like above that. Like, oh, good. You sing like an idiot, but like I am too cool and I'm going to be at my office, you know. Yeah, it, it feels like she's carrying them both together. She's carrying this relationship and I need my man to carry me and also but I will say in a good way and I've said this before about Sassy she really surprises me with like her choice of men for uh you know the reason you said but also like I would like peg her as someone who wanted to date someone with money you know what I mean and like I don't know what family he comes from and it could be that he has a trust fund I don't fucking know but it doesn't yeah. look to me like Bo is like you know super fancy or like you said, it seems like she's carrying the relationship. And that's something about Stassi that I don't think Patrick was super loaded. We know Jax was a fucking loser. So it's like good for she's her in that. Oriented, which is ad- 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 admirable right. of her. I do right. agree. Yeah. But other things are not. Before we wrap this up, because we, we just have so much to talk about. I really need to, I need you to tell me what you think about Lala this season for real. Listen, you, we talked about this and then I, I, I said this about you, um, that you made me, are you fishing right now for me to give you the compliment again that you, yes, I'm fishing, but like, I'm like, I'm scared shitless of Lala. If Lala ever, like, that's the only person that I feel like I couldn't handle. If she was like, bitch, you spoke about me. I'd be like, no. Like, I would I don't delete know. all my social media. If she called me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like she's the only one that like. If if I was caught, I'd be like really um, kind of scared, um, but maybe a little bit less now that the way you and I were talking about her and psychoanalyzing it, because this is what we do with our time, um, made me really understand and like see it in a whole new light. Like it all of a sudden clicked to me everything like, wow, she really hasn't shown anything personal aside from telling us that she's getting sober, which didn't make even so much sense. Cause as a viewer, like, yeah, you've seen her drink. You saw her have like an anxiety attack once you've seen her be more bitchy, but it's not like we've seen her. We haven't really seen the problem as much as like it James. Yeah. Right. As much as James, or even I was going to say like, you know, Kristen gets so sloppy and she really can't handle her liquor at all. And I mean, does- when you think of Lala, but back in the day before her sobriety, you wouldn't think La- Lala alcoholic. Like that's not how I visualize right. 
Right. And I remember the time that I most connected with her is when she was like, had that panic attack when they were like in Mexico because and I remember rewinding it because I could really see that she was in the middle of a panic attack. And for someone that suffers from anxiety, like seeing that on another person is like fascinating almost. You're like, oh my God, like I know what that feels like. I know what she's going through. Um, But I feel like she hasn't shown a lot of who she is, what she is, aside from you know, blowjobs, PJs, um, and like, and boobs and boobs. And like we talked about getting in other people's business. And I think the minute this season started, and I think one of the first episodes, it was, uh, the Carter and Kristen stuff and her pulling Carter aside and saying to him, you know, Kristen's not your sugar mama. And Carter looking at her, like, who are you again? And then, Kristen being like, Lala, like, we're not friends. Like, it makes and, sense and for the proof is in the pudding because, you know, now we're seeing that Stasi has all these issues with Kristen and Lala's not in Kristen's business at all anymore. She literally was just in her business for camera time. That's and what's that's- insane. And and thinking about that scene of her approaching Carter outside the house, and it just seemed like, what are you what is your place here? And then her one moment crying for um, James's sobriety, speaking to Raquel, and the next moment blowing his shit up and bringing up the old, uh, you know, rumor slash, we don't know if it's entirely true, but might be mm-hmm. that he slept with James to Raquel. And I've said this on my podcast, him, her bringing that shit up to Raquel isn't only hurtful as like, because like, oh, your your um, significant other might be gay and you don't know it, but also he cheated on you because that was, they were saying that it was at the same time that they were dating. So you're being mean spirited. And again, inserting yourself in. in something that you're not a part of, which also, I, you know, I've been very bitchy towards Raquel throughout everything Vanderpump rules, but I was really impressed with her recently. She still speaks very slowly. She's still very (laughs) valuable. She speaks like she um is nervous, but maybe she's not nervous and that's just the way she speaks. I think she well, I've I, you know, I think Raquel has like social anxiety, mm. which um I can relate to. I think that despite all the things that I think about her and her relationship with James, she handled these situations with grace, which Lala was incapable of doing. Yes, she handled it with grace and like I mean, the thing is like Lala is like an actress. So the fact that she like cried with Raquel um it seemed real to me she like cried over like something that 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 had to do with James's sobriety and remember when when Ariana was like and I just want to take my car and drive it far far away and like she was dealing with depression and Lala cried for her for me it was like if you cry like that must be real but like from what I understood Lala isn't a very good hasn't even spoken to Ariana since like then and and nor has she cared about her like well-being so maybe Lala's a, actually a good actress you know yeah it proves our theory there's a lot of clues that are proving our theory that Lala has probably as much business 
being on Vanderpump Rules as some of the newer cast members. And she and she's trying to be like super savage now too. Like you know what I mean? Like with her posts, like I don't apologize like for who I am type of thing. Like okay, but you can apologize because you were really a big bitch. And I mean the thing is like if you have a fight with someone and each person has their side because you're like in a fight like Kristen and Katie or whatever. But here you're like you're literally just like being mean to another person because of what they're going through that has nothing to do with you. So it's kind of a turnoff for me because I remember when she first came on the show, um, I was like, Ooh, like, you know, she was kind of like in your yeah. face. It was kind of like a lot. Cause all of a sudden the nudity and the BJs and the PJs and the like, all that was a lot, but at least she had like her, a personality that was like different she had her than thing. Yeah. yeah, she had her thing. Now it's kind of like mm, gotta you gotta do more than just insert yourself in other people's business. One hundred percent. As as you guys can tell, Amanda and I have so fucking much to say about <laughs> all of this. It's actually a disease. I, I, I call it a disease at this point. It's, it's really so funny because I feel like I'm sitting here talking about like a cure for coronavirus, like the most important thing in the world. I'm like, no, but you know, Lala and look what we're talking about. Like, are you proud of yourself? I'm not, but I love it. (laughs) We're just basically talking all the stuff that we say to each other on Instagram story uh, on Instagram DM has been this episode, right? A hundred percent. You got it guys. We're so real. You got all the real juice. (laughs) The one little bit that I had to cut out. But I'm still uh, real. <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah. No, I wanted to say something. Now I forgot. <laughs> now I forgot. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um, Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram. And my podcast, Not Skinny But Not Fat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Totally. <laughs> um, They're not. Thanks for having me, Dee Dee. You That's British cool. TikToker. I'm not. No, I actually haven't judged you. I swear to God, like I saw it and I was like, she did, but I was, I didn't judge you. It requires skills. It's, it's not easy. Oh it's my God. Dumb, but it's not easy. Listen, I said this, what I think would I, I, I would find the hardest is like, I couldn't prop up my camera and like do a dance and then like have it be like that. I don't look good in it because like you can't see what is being filmed and you're dancing and you're moving like, Oh my God, no, I can't deal with that. That's too much pressure for me. You yeah, know me. No, I, I, like I'm perfect. I need to look perfect in every shot glam and all. So I mean, no, so this is the thing you don't know about TikTok. It has a beautifying filter so you can not wear makeup and it makes you like cute, but not like fake Instagram filter. It just like smooths you out and just makes mm. you look better. Listen, I know that there are a lot of TikToks that aren't dancing that I think can be funny. I think I'm just like not against the dancing ones. I'm just like, it's also you're over it. Like how many times do you want to see the same dance done by different people? I've said it on my previous episodes and I'll say it again. I used to shame TikTokers and I still do. And I personally admit that when I decided to post these TikTok dances, I had reached rock bottom in my quarantine. And that is the only explanation I have for it. And because you came out cute. You checked. You were like, okay, postable. 
Oh no, I did like five different ones. Hello. Like, you know, I'm above it. Like I want to think I'm above it, but I'm yeah. not above like reshooting five times to make sure I look <laughs> fine. <laughs> Let's not lie here. Come on. This is not a lying podcast. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. Candy. <laughs> and I hope that you enjoy the rest of your quarantine. <laughs> oh my God. Like me, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? TikTok videos. No, I mean, no, it'll be fine. I think it's just like upsetting that there is no end because every time you think there's an end, you know what I mean? I know. There, like, there is an end. It's coming. You, you guys just need to stay the fuck home. Yeah. Well, show me your nails when you get them done soon. Thank you so much for listening to the You Can't Say With Me podcast. Just a quick reminder. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It is the most helpful and supportive thing you can do for this show. Also, if you would like to engage in the conversation yourself, you're welcome to request to join the secret Facebook group. It's called You Can't Sit With Me. Don't forget to look for it. But all really annoying and thirsty plugs aside, hope you enjoy this episode.